Nitrous to glory, but e buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number two two four of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, aka Lefty the Great, and joining me this week. This this podcast is just a short one, but it's all about the INS DJ Concept INS race that was held at San Diego RC Raceway there. Uh, the same weekend as Dawn. Uh, I want to thank uh, Maddie G for coming on and being a part of that as well, as well as Rage and Aiden Horn. He won two-wheel drive, so I thought it'd be cool to have him on. So we do a quick recap of that race, uh, you know, uh, trying to get some of these. <clears throat> you know, it's hard. It's so much racing going on. I want to talk about it all. So I've just decided just to do it in, in short podcasts for you guys. We also have a recap of the Montpellier race with uh, Robert Battier. So I hope you guys enjoy this new format. But uh, before I go on any further, I just have to say thank you to all of the people that support the podcast. They are the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, I can't do this. Thank you. Uh, continue to hit that sub, that notification button. Uh, leave a dislike or like button. Hit that like or dislike button. Sharing the podcast from YouTube. We need to really grow that YouTube. Uh, uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, also, leave a comment. Helps us get out there in the algorithm as well. Also, if you're listening to this on the audio platform, uh, leave a comment. It helps us a lot. Or leave a review. Also, thank you to the patrons of the NNRC. You guys got early release of this podcast and of the upcoming podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you wish to be a member of the Patreon or the YouTube membership, links for that are in the written description. It really helps us out. You got a lot of Patreon perks. Also, remember, showing these companies some love shows the podcast some love, and I want to thank them for their continued support. They are InvisibleSpeed.net, High Tech RC, celebrating their 50th year of operation, Mayako, Sampadal USA, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, Call RC. Uh, you can save 10% on that uh, with code NNRC. <clears throat> RCGP, House of RC, shout out to Runafuck Racing, JTP RC, and uh, Robert Battle, uh, who I'll see all these guys here very shortly at DNC, so I'm very happy to see that. Remember, everybody, we have uh, some affiliate links. We have coupon codes. We have all of that stuff in the written description of this podcast. I know right now we got a thing going on with the Ignite Design RC. There's a link in the written description. You can save up to 10% on uh, one of those. One of the best gas truck conversions in the world or the early gas truck conversion in the world at the Ignite Design RC. If you was on the fence about getting one of these, 
awesome conversions. Go do it and you save yourself 10% as well as uh, uh, we got one for Racecraft. We got one for Logs Racing Tire. I think you save up to 25% as well on that. So if you, you don't have an affiliate link or a coupon, coupon code, just leave in the notes that you heard about uh, this on the No Name RC podcast. We greatly appreciate that. If you're a company looking for a, a cool place to uh, and a new platform to advertise, hit me up. Um, I wanted to say a big shout out. Uh, I'm going to leave a link for this. Uh, but one of these racers, uh, I've known him for quite a few years. He used to race JK Racing, but Tim Barth, uh, he's uh, fighting the battle of his life with cancer at this moment. Uh, they've started a GoFund for him to help with his medical bills. Uh, every little bit helps you guys. If you could give him something, uh, stay strong, Barth, Tim Barth, and uh, uh, fight this with all your might, good friend, my good buddy. Um, I think that's it. We're going to get right into this. So let's go right into this recap of the J Concepts INS race with uh, Maddie G and Ragin Aiden Horn. Joining me this week uh, is everybody's favorite Mexican 10 scale racer, BAC, Born a Crime, Maddie G. And uh, joining us after his two wheel drive win. Not this weekend, but the weekend. He's having a weekend off this weekend. He had a weekend off this weekend, but the weekend prior to this, uh, Raging Aiden Horn, who's now CEO of A A H R C. That's right. You know, uh, we're gonna pump up A H R C on this podcast, and we're gonna get March sales through the roof for Aiden Horn R C. All right, thank you, Aiden, uh, for joining us. Thank you, Maddie, for joining us. So we had the uh, first. Is this the fr- this is the first INS of the year? Yeah, I could, I believe. It was held at uh, your home track, uh, SDRC. Aiden, you made the trip. You've been hitting it hard this year as well. Uh, you did Hooser. You've been racing locally. Uh, but this is probably your best result for a while, I think. Your best result since Masters. I think you got, what, third at Masters? Um, drive? Well, I won trackside in between uh, that and now, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really gotten a ton of wins, so this this was a big one for sure. But um, yeah, no, I I pretty much just been going mostly local stuff this mm-hmm. year. I mean, I did Hoosier, but other than that, it's been all local. Uh, some practicing. Oh, actually, I did the TNR race, but right, know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have known that I was there. If I didn't tell <laughs> you, so uh, <laughs> you didn't do too well. But didn't quite make the mains. I seen you. I saw you quite a lot near, near, a lot near the end of the year. Obviously, we went. We was at the Worlds together. We did two RCGPs together. Then we did Masters of Dirt. You was there. Then uh, Florida Carpet Championships it was a lot of fun. Always liked interviewing you. You looked a little bit calm this weekend. That's this weekend of this race. She wasn't coding uh, the baby and. You know, grabbing the mic from Matt Olson, who did a great job of coverage, by the way, really great job. Uh, so you looked a little bit calm, but we'll get more into that about that. Uh, I really wanted to talk about the track first. Um, so did you guys put in a fresh build for this race? Yeah. Is that required? So was it a yeah. complete knockdown and rebuild for it? Yeah. So we added fresh dirt right after nationals. So we've been trying to figure that out. Um, it takes a little longer for it to groove up. And it stays pretty wet, as Aiden saw. But uh, by Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it started to dry out, and there was a little more grip put down. So, who designed the track? Uh, Sean Story. I like it. Uh, we had some jumps that separated stock and mod. You had those two triples that you guys yep. could do no problem in mod, and 
if you wanted to, you know, risk it and you could do it in stock. Yeah. I saw Mason Templeton. Uh, yeah, was, there was Mason and dude, Ian Crawford were the only ones going for it. All right, right. That's good. Though. I think that's we should have more jumps like that. I really like that section. Uh, I, I, I believe it's right under the driver stand, the back mm-hmm. section where we're going to talk about the infamous pass, the Groundhog Day pass over on Aiden here. So I, I thought that the track was really good. Uh, being as you've probably uh, seen so many layouts here, what was your thoughts on that? Maddie G, we're going to go Maddie G, then we'll go on to you. All right, Aiden, we'll save you for last. So yeah, we're going um, right to Maddie. It was good. Uh, Sean usually likes to make it a little more challenging for these like bigger events. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really tight, so it was kind of like our Nationals layout where everything was kind of just one line. It makes for super close like racing. Um, as we saw, there's some unique passes that kind of go on. But, um, yeah, the, the layout was pretty standard to what we normally have at SDRC. And you, Regine Aiden, I mean, your pops went if you go- – Garf didn't go this year, right? No, Big Cheese is uh, he's he's getting out of it slowly. I think I don't really know what what his plan is, but he's not really doing a lot of. Ra- he hasn't even been to a track or picked up a radio at all this year. Um, I mean, it's I only even, February like thirteenth. I yeah he he hasn't even like he doesn't even know where his cars are at. Honestly, oh. I <laughs> I just asked him where his nitro buggy was, and he told me he doesn't know, and I can't find it either. So. That's kind of how his program is going right now. I don't really know what his next race is, but uh, or if he really even plans on. I think he's going to Worlds though. So yeah, oh, I remember at Hobby Action he said that was his plan to to qualify for Worlds and go. Yeah, Big Cheese is going to the Worlds. He qualified. He went to SDRC. He finished like twelfth, I think, in both mod classes. So that's actually a good showing for him. And. um yeah, uh, yeah, he's been kind of MIA since he got that job done. But uh, <laughs> all right, no. so but you made the we had the trip with your pops. Um, we was talking about this earlier. To learn, learn pro line warrior out there, uh, battling against all the J concepts guys because it is it's just all J concepts, right? It's, it's pro line and raw speed, pro line J concepts, raw speed that are in the ten scale game right now. Uh, but you had plenty of people. I mean, you got, it's a big, it's right there in SoCal. So lots of associated guys as well. Not as, not the biggest turnout for this race. I was a little surprised. Um, I wanted to ask you, Maddie G, did you think that was, that we're seeing maybe a slight decline in 10 scale in SoCal and maybe OCR, the closing of OCRC was a reason for that? Is a reason for that? I think with how many events we had at SDRC like last year with the Nationals and then INS and then, mm-hmm. uh, than our Top Gun race. I think it's, you know, a bunch of people have already been there, so it's not like the hot shot okay. destination at, at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Ten Skill definitely doesn't seem as popular in California like right now. It seems like with the dirt like opening up and uh, Thunder Alley getting a good monthly club race like program going on, it seems like a lot of the OCRC guys kind of migrated to run an, run an eight scale more than they do Ten Skill. It probably didn't help that there was um, other events the same weekend. Like there was two other events that were like within yeah. like, two hours of driving because yeah, they had the was... they had the dirt nitro warm up and they also yeah. had their icebreaker at LSR. Yeah, right. Didn't they? Yeah. So yeah, is that's LSR. That's in Sacramento. Oh, okay. So oh yes, 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 yes. That's that's like I'm not sure how long of a drive that is, but so right. That I mean, that was terrible. Hurt. Like. That was like terrible overlapping, if you yeah. ask me. 
Like, yeah, but it's kind of hard. Nowadays, it it's kind of difficult. Uh, it's so many races out there, and L- LSR is a indoor track, though, correct? Yeah. So yeah, but you guys have a little easy because you can have it anytime. Uh, it's the outdoor tracks that have the the problems with the weather. But I mean, that's just that's not a a, a California problem. That's a that's a problem that you have in a lot of a lot of the regions that have a lot of tracks. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a big problem, like in the Carolinas as well. So it rains and stuff like that. So I I was just wondering because I like I said I was expecting more people, but like you said, maybe people just you know a lot of it seems like a lot of those guys that were doing a lot of ten scale. Like I know Smoker and then guys are going right to eight scale. Yeah. You know, and they never used to really run eight scale, just go OCRC. So now yeah. they're all going to the dark and whatnot. But right now California's banging for for eight scale. Right, yeah. now, Florida looks pretty good for ten scale. Yeah. They got a you know. They got a lot of ten scale going on. They have a, a an outdoor ten scale series going on as well too. I think their first race is coming up soon, the Emerge yeah. series or something. So yeah, I would think so. Um, and I would say that like San Diego is maybe a little bit far for them OCRC guys. It's like what an hour and a half. Yeah, and there. then depending on traffic, it's right. Pretty shitty going from OC to San Diego like through traffic and stuff so right right but none, nonetheless maybe not uh, a big turnout but it had the big guns there mod was stacked I mean we had we had the debut of Cavalier, uh, debut of Cavalari on the Schumacher we had the debut of uh, Mayfield out with his everybody was wondering what he's going to be running and he's running associated uh, like a satellite team apparently with J Concepts which is kind of what I thought was going to happen I know a lot of the techno people like well why is he running a techno I don't think Techno has any plans on really following up on 10 scale. Uh, who else did we have? Obviously, we had Aiden, we had Fend, um, Cole Tallard was there. Shit, let me bring up um, some info Tom. here. Tom. Tom, oh, that, he was very impressive. Indeed. Very impressive, Tom from He's R1. been getting, he's, he's been super fast, like yeah. the past probably year, I'd say. Yeah. He's been as soon as he's for some of those cars, it's kind of been more like, Especially in two oil, yeah. His switch, did. his switch to X ray kind of revived his results. Yeah. I think. I would say so too. He's done really, like you said, he's done really well. <clears throat> he d- he seems to be, not be running stock as much and just focusing on modified yeah. now, which is good. <clears throat> and I like Tom, and he's what like I would say, uh, in intense scale X ray's second top driver. I would say at this moment. Yeah. I would honestly argue he was possibly their best. I think he's intense yeah. scale. Yeah, he's sure. beaten Ty like every time. That's true too. That's like every true. event, that he's <laughs> yeah, he's beaten Ty. So we gotta we gotta have Doug from R one because I can't say his last name properly. We're gonna have him on her to talk to him. Doug All right, Riviere? No, not Doug. Sorry, um, Who? Tom. <laughs> I don't know why I get both I of those guys confused. You. If you ask them, they argue about their paint scheme. It's it's pretty good. It does look very similar. Yeah, I never thought that because I feel like Doug's stuff always just looks super hammered, <laughs> and Tom's stuff looks pretty fresh still. Yeah, well, Doug's <laughs> got like the red bodies once in a while, and then he's got the paint stuff coming out. I think it looked like he had all white this week. This this no, week. he had uh, Tom had all white in four wheel and then painted in two. I think. Does he come to SDRC watch? <laughs> yeah. Uh before an event he'll come down like the week 
prior or two weeks prior to come run. It's hard though. Cause the track is a lot different than, uh, than it would be for like a big event. Since there's more of a groove I laid down. Then we glued mm. a couple spots um, before like, INS cause we're going to try to glue on our surface. Oh, so you are trying, you are gluing the surface there. Yeah. uh, It seems like we're going to be trying to mess with some stuff to try to glue it. I don't know when for sure we're going to fully glue it, but we're just kind of messing like with it. Like right now. Is this something that you're seeing becoming more popular in, in a 10 scale game, Aiden? Yeah. Because Davey bought his track, they glued it. Um, It seems like there's a lot of tracks in the East coast that are glued. So it started to become more of a trend, I think. It, I think it got really big in like 2021, and yeah. then it kind of died down a little bit, and then maybe it's kind of picking back up now. Yeah. I'm not really sure because, honestly, from my experience from the glue tracks, it it's like really inconsistent, especially yeah. like throughout the good. day. Yeah, like whenever I go race at Hoosier, it's like every run you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, so it's like that part is is I feel like a downgrade. But so what is the why are tracks doing this just to guarantee make it easy? Okay, yeah, probably. Think, yeah, it's the ease of maintenance too. So you're not sitting there having to like fight the track, having to water too much, not water mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just kind of gluing and going. Like with Hoosier, the first day of practice, it was super loose, and then they reglued it the next day, and it had a shit ton of grip. And then I think the same thing was with like Mimi's, right? It was like super loose the first day of practice. And then the second day it had a little more in my mind. Just forgot about me. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like that race never even happened. <laughs> well, but, well uh, let's talk about this race because this race happened for you. Uh, you went <laughs> on to uh, do pretty well. You TQ two wheel drive. Uh, you got a, you got a two in round two and a, a zero in round Three, which I thought was exceptional for you, because I'm not gonna lie, I was shocked because I was expecting, you know, like fans been really good at all these races. So, why did I think anything was gonna be any different this time around? But good job, you went up there. And uh, what was your 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 thought pattern going into two wheel drive and qualifying? And why did you know that you could you could beat Fend? Well, um, I kind of always like go to an event with an open mind to just kind of sell myself anything can really happen. And then I, I really, where it really starts is kind of practice. So the first day of practice, I was like almost two seconds lap off the pace. I was like, so hurting. The track was like super wet and there wasn't really much grip. And uh, the S3 compound really doesn't work on like the moist stuff. Like the track needs to kind of dry out and get that, that type of like groove into it for the, for that compound to work very well. So I was out there like hurting. Dustin was, I I watched Dustin practice. He's like 19, three, I went out there doing like 20.7, bro. Like it was horrendous. I'm like, Oh my God, dude, I went back to the pits. I, I like blew my car up because I don't even know what happened. I, I was, I built a new car for that race, my, a new two wheel. And I went to like bind it to the radio and my electronics like had a stroke and my, my stuff glitched out and it was all just like messed up. So luckily I had a a separate car that I brought because I brought my old one. So I pulled all the electronics out of my old car, put it in my new car. 
I, I barely even got to really run on the first day of practice. And I went out there, I was hurting. It was like, my program was such a joke. I went to the hotel that night expecting to like barely make the main, honestly. And then the next morning, the track was like so much better. And my car was actually really good. And um, I kind of looked at the lap times and I was like, oh, wow, I'm like, I'm, I'm on pace. So um, that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, we can compete this weekend. And Brent kind of texted me. He wasn't really feeling that good. And it's like, how's it going? I was like, the two wheel honestly feels like I can compete for, for the podium, if not the win this weekend. And the four wheel is close, but I knew the two wheel was really good. And then qualifying started. And I led some laps in Q1 and ended up, I missed TQ by like half a second, but I was fourth for the round. And so I was like, dude, no way, right? Like, I'm like so close to a zero and I'm fourth. Like a four is like a terrible point when you're trying to, you know, TQ. And then um, the rounds two and three ended up going well. And luckily I was able to TQ with a, a two like typically you have to have zero points to start first at those races. So I kind of got a little bit lucky there, but I knew the car was really good. And um, yeah, ever since I kind of was battling for the zeros, I I knew I had a good chance and I just needed to put in good runs. And then a one and a two was like, I was able to get like really clean runs together. And um, that ended up being enough, but typically like whenever practice and Q1 goes, pretty well like honestly q1 is like the basis of the whole weekend for me most of the time it's like if i'm not doing all right in q1 then typically it's like i'm probably not going to be there but if q1 goes pretty well then then we can have something to work with but yeah that's typically probably when i know it's like okay we're here we're ready to battle well we'll get more into your your mains i want to actually play them because we're going to show the pass and all that stuff bac this is your this is your home track man yeah um, as I said before, it's always different during club racing. Um, there's usually a little bit more of a groove laid down mm-hmm. and it seems like at these bigger events, I have the home track like disadvantage. My cars usually feel really good during club racing and all that stuff. And then we come to these like bigger events and the tracks a little less like grooved up. Um, uh, and it's a home like, track disadvantage for sure. Like yeah. people, people say home track advantage, but. No, 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 it's, it's home like, track disadvantage for sure. I've never even had a big race at a home track, and I know it's like, dude, the track is so much different for big races than it is every time you're there club racing or locally yeah. practicing. Or It's like everything you know about the race is probably completely thrown out. The Just window. throw it away, pretty much. Like, I went back yeah. this week, and the track was normal. And I'm like, well, if it would have been like this, it's, you know, would have yeah, been a little easier. Having a big race, you still made demands. You still made demands, BIC. You still made demands, but uh, you know, I guess uh, what I guess so is it that you just can't adapt to the to the groove or or how to just because you just I felt the most comfortable in A three. Okay, yeah. When there was, you know, I had to run. I usually run pretty new tires during club racing. Like I Mm -hmm. usually. I'm usually like one running tires during during club racing because of how abrasive it gets. It was not super abrasive like last weekend. Uh, I ran some clapped out tires in order to get it to feel somewhat normal, and then by A three, I felt like I could put some stiffer tires on. But by then, it I ran the no same eight. set. 
all week. Yeah. Like I, I mounted one set of tires for both my cars and ran them every single time I hit the track the entire weekend long. Yeah. So we were on some like 17 run skins for sure. <laughs> Almost 20. probably. <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, it obviously worked for you, Aiden. Like I said, you started uh, on TQ. We had the first A1, which was exciting. We thought she was going to lead from like Dakota was pressuring you from behind. It was a good race all the way. But then he made that jump. I'm trying to get it up her. I, I was going to play it, but it's just you guys. Internet's not going to allow it. It's not too great. But uh, let's show this this jump that actually I got this picture from you, uh, be, uh, Maddie. So it, it, it was a part of this track where you could jump over and he, he made the pass. I mean, it was a great pass. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was super ballsy. He made it stick. But in the end, it kind of did go off to the, you know, it, it did cut the track. Where is the picture? Damn it. I had it. Now I'm trying to find it again. So tell us a little bit about that. Your thoughts on that, Aiden, when, he, when that pass happened. Um. It was a sweet pass. I mean, and to be honest with you, I would have done the exact same thing if I was in Dakota's Dakota's shoes. So I don't blame him at all. And the fact that he like actually stuck it is pretty rad. Um, to be honest, I kind of gave him like room to land because I'm watching his car fly through the air, and I realize that if I don't like move, he's gonna land on me 100. percent so I backed off a little and like gave him room to land. And I thought for sure that he was going to land and like chassis flap, spin out, flip. I mean, as I thought, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no possible way that his car just lands plush and drives yeah. ahead of mine. Like, no way. He's going to spin out, flip something. So I gave him room to like do that. And then he just lands plush and drives in front of me. I'm like, there's no way. So I, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then I was like, well, he probably cut the track. So I'm just going to not do anything dumb. I'm going to yeah. get to the line and then maybe they'll give me the win anyways. Because uh, I don't I don't know if anyone knows, but the, the year before at this exact same event, my brother was battling with May G for the bump up spot in four wheel, the B main. And my brother pretty much put like an identical move on him. And they took the spot from my brother because he cut the track over the pipe when he was jumping. So I was kind of remembering that. I was like, same track, same event. I mean, surely the same rules apply. So I was kind of expecting to get the win anyways. Yeah. But that didn't end up working out. No. But either way, pretty sweet pass. I mean, he couldn't have really executed that any better, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can see here from this picture. I mean, this does look photoshopped, but you can clearly see his shadow there. <laughs> right there. It's, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, just he had, it was a ballsy past. Um, but he did sweet. cut the track. He did cut the track. But you, I guess you had to do it. He had to do it. Uh, that ended up giving him the win. But. You got it done. You got it done. You went on to win A2. Let me bring up the results here. Uh, you went on to win A2 and A3. Uh, I, I was watching them earlier. You uh, kind of had no one to really, I mean, you kind of just kind of walked away with them, I think. In A2, uh, yeah, it 
So they ended up telling me that they weren't going to give me the A1 win like mm-hmm. right before A2 started. So I was kind of like fuming walking up on the driver's stand. I, I kind of had the mentality of like, I felt like I deserved to win and I wanted to kind of prove it. And then, um, so A2 went well. I kind of drove with a, a bit of a chip on my shoulder because I was still pretty upset about mm-hmm. A1 being, you know, thinking that they were going to give me the win and then having them not, and then tell me right before I walk on the stand for A2. Yeah. It's like, it was pretty fuel to the fire, I'd say. And then um, A3, I actually, like, me and Dakota actually both blew out. So, oh, yeah. We we counted our right. first, first two round scores. <laughs> Sorry. I just watched this. I'm trying to figure it out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, didn't uh who won that who ended up winning that let's bring that up answer actually right because mayfield <clears throat> was leading at one point right or chasing him down and he messed up he I made some mistakes he ever made the, so basically what happened was uh me and dakota kind of pulled a little bit mayfield was like close but not super close and then rivkin was actually a ways back and forth mm-hmm. and then dakota passed me and then that allowed Mayfield to kind of get up to us. So it was kind of a three-way battle for the lead. And then I kind of had the mindset, it's like, well, based off of Dakota's stats, if I give him, you know, even five feet, then the race is probably over. So I was just trying to dog him as hard as I could to make him anything, right? Like if I give this guy any gap, the race is over. That's pretty much was my mindset. So I was, I was just being as aggressive as I possibly could with him, knowing that the race was on the line. And um, I got to the inside of him before the triple on the left. We jumped the triple kind of side by side. And then he messed up a little on the inside. So I actually kind of thought that it was a small chance I could get around him on the outside and then beat him to the next inside before that little double. And then I ended up like going for it when it probably wasn't there. And then I clipped the curb and then flipped. But as I was flipping from the curb, I like, flipped over top of dakota's car so dakota couldn't make the double so he cased that and then mayfield was there and i think he landed on dakota and then it was just like a whole cluster yeah. and that allowed rivkin to catch up and I, I think dakota actually got away with that in the lead but just barely and then it was like hectic and i'm sure his adrenaline was probably a little high from what just happened and then like a couple corners later he ended up crashing out of the lead on the double that he passed me on in A1. And then I think he made maybe collected Mayfield, and then that's probably what gave Rivkin the lead, I think, possibly. So, yeah, was Rivkin was kind of just, like, there to capitalize on all the mayhem. But And then I knew that, I mean, by the time I was marshaled, I was pretty far back there. And uh, I was just kind of watching Dakota, hoping he would – crash and when he did i got excited <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's all you can do at that point yeah it's hope for him to mess up but <clears throat> it allowed you to to get your one and your two that counted uh great win for you uh mayfield actually got second in that race uh davy bada got third fan fourth and you maddie G, you got fifth yeah i i uh there was a positive impact from the uh pile up because there was that. I remember passing Aiden, and then, like, um, I saw, like, Dakota go over the triple. I'm like, oh, like, I'm kind of, like, in this. Like, this is not too far away. 
And then Tom and Dustin were battling in front of me. And then Tom shorted the double coming on, on to the straightaway. And then it collected like three cars. So I got up to like, I think six. And then I saw Aiden just kind of running through the infield. And I'm like, oh, there's another spot. Yeah, I was just, after after the first crash, I was I was just like blowing out. Like completely just like so hurting out there. I was like through the infield Rolling off the track, it was it was nice. It was nice. He says it was nice. I was just pretty much just watching Dakota, and then once he crashed, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." So, what did you guys think of? Uh, what we're gonna stay on two wheel drive. What did you think of? All right, first I want to ask about. I know a lot of people want to know about Cavalari with the Schumacher because uh, while Cavalari is at this race, uh, Brock's over in Germany. Dominating guys, mind you, some carpet. Yeah. Dominating guys in two wheel drive. How did uh, Cav look on that Schumacher on dirt? Because I mean, I'm, the world is on dirt, so we got to talk about yeah. this. Give well, me your thoughts, Matty G. Um, You've seen him more than than Aiden. The week before, it wasn't looking too hot. Uh, this week for INS, it looked a lot. He looked a little more comfortable than than he was. He was a little more up mm-hmm. to pace uh, by race time. Um, he had a couple of control- he had a six for a round and then I'm not sure if he had anything higher than that, but his stuff looked better than it did the couple of weeks before he came and practiced for sure. And Mayfield looking good right away with his associated yeah. cars. Um, I, that's kind of what I expected. I don't yeah, I expect I anything else from him with Mayfield having, you know, he's buddies with Spencer and then, you know, he's got a, a good amount of knowledge and, you know, knowing what to do. So with Cavalieri only having him and Brock really running those cars on dirt, it's a little harder to go, you know, just from one guy to another, especially with them running like different tires too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Aiden? What's your thoughts on those two guys? Mayfield, I thought did good. Like he, he's going to be super competitive this year. I think with, with our stuff, I mean, for him to just build the kits, and I don't really think he ran the four wheel at all. No, and the two the two wheel, I think he maybe had a couple runs on. For him to just build the kits and show up and compete for podiums at an event like that, highly contested of a race, that's a sign for the rest of the year that he is going to be fast. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Cavalieri, I mean. You can't argue with the guy's stats. He's one of the best to ever do it. Um, something was wrong. I mean, 100%. He did not look like himself out there. We know he's an incredible driver. Yeah. Uh, something was not working right with 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 the new program. I mean, hard to really pinpoint what it was, especially for me, because I was, like, obviously focusing on myself. But. Typically, he is battling for podiums and wins, and mm-hmm. I mean he 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 did not he did not look like himself out there when I watched. So, I mean, I don't I don't doubt him at all. Like mm-hmm. I think he'll I think he'll figure it out if you give him some time. But yeah. um, for this event, I think it was definitely a slow start for him. Yeah, because he was really good in ten scale on TL, at, at TLR. Yeah. In the two years he's one of the best there. drivers to ever do it. So yes, I mean when you look at the lap times, it's like it's not even like he was like had pace 
really at all. Honestly, he his lap times were like consi- considerably slower than than what they normally are mm-hmm. for him, for him and his ability. So, um, yeah, but he's got a lot of knowledge. He's got a lot of experience. So I don't doubt for one second he'll figure it out, give him a couple yeah. weeks or months or however much time he needs. I, I think he'll be there when it matters. Like come come world's time, he'll, he'll, he'll be dialed, I bet. So I'm not really worried for him. I'm just mm-hmm. ob- observing how it went right okay. away. And honestly, to, to switch – to new cars is new a huge a huge thing in its own and to add a new tire program on top of that it's it's almost insurmountable at the first event you go to if you ask me so yeah i mean what about the really cars much- though i mean the, the schumacher cars are predominantly astro predominantly carpet cars yeah. brock has done really great with them so mm-hmm. yeah like he came think- out of the gate Swinging pretty much when he yeah. ran the shoebox stuff. So. But I mean on dirt, it, on dirt. It took him. A, it yeah. took him a little while on dirt. Okay. Like he he had a couple of races where he didn't make the main at Mimi's. Uh, he did. He missed a couple of mains for INSs at Hobby Action. So he was Brock wasn't dialed with them right away either, but he figured them out eventually. Yeah. So I think I think similar, probably a similar path for Cav here. Well, I mean, obviously time will tell, but. Yeah, those, those. I think Cav needs to work with Brock a little bit more. Um, oh. Kind of just bounce ideas back and forth off each other. I bet you if Brock would have been there at INS, then I think Cav would have ended up doing a lot better. Yeah. But I also heard something about uh, Brock has some parts that Cav didn't have yet. So oh. maybe maybe that wasn't quite helping the cause. Yeah. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. I'm just I'm just kind of telling the general consensus of what i got that's but fine i i think he'll be fine he just needs to kind of talk with brock a little figure bit out, and yeah. figure it out because he went I to utah a week before the event to go practice like with brock and i guess that went well and they figured some stuff out and then he came back for ins and it was it was definitely going a lot smoother than it was the practice day before INS. Well, i see he's busy at uh he was busy this past weekend doing a lot yeah. of uh racing and testing with wrc so he's definitely getting he's getting on it. He's getting on it. All right. Next up was four wheel drive. And uh let's go to this. Fend with TQ. This is is this four wheel drive overall results? Uh I think Fend would TQ that. And yeah. um he would go he would take it in, he would take a zero on one. He had a four on two and a, a three. I mean, in round three, he had a zero with your teammate, Spencer Rifkin. He got a two. He got like three twos, dude. He got three twos and you got three threes. I would say that's consistent. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you uh, if you add up the difference between me and Rifkin for all three rounds of qualifying, I think it adds up to less than a second. Really? Because he, he beat me by like less than a tenth in one of the rounds. He beat me by a tenth in one of the rounds. And he. Well, we lost oh. Aiden. It was like that's getting that, spotted there for a second, and then that's that janky Michigan internet. There we go. Well, I actually got a FaceTime call from Tater Sontag. So funny. <laughs> We're not even going to edit this out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so forward drive. Let's talk forward drive. You said less than a second between you and Rivkin. Uh, it we had 
uh, Mayfield in fourth, and we had we was talking about earlier Tom Rinderknecht, Rinder Rindernecht, Tom from R one in fifth. So looking good there. Uh, it's 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 hard to beat Fenn in four wheel drive. It's Just hard period. to really beat him in in period. Period, <laughs> but like in four wheel drive, it's really hard. I was, I was marshalling his seating run in four wheel, and I was like. That's going to be tough to beat. Like, he was ripping. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he did it. What? He just ran out, did what he's done over and over again. Uh, ran out and did it in the first two A main, sat out the next A. Uh, UK, uh, Rifkin had a fourth. You had a second in the first A main, though, with uh, Aiden. So, not, not bad for you there. When you got that second, did you think you could compete with him in A2? Honestly, yeah, Dakota only beat me by like a second and a half in A one. Mm-hmm. I was I was there. Um, he just never made any mistakes, and it's it's also harder when you start third. You know, it's not like you have instant access to him. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just got to take what the race gives you. You, if you want to even have a chance at Dakota, you you got to at least qualify second. I think so. Um, yeah, man. Me and Spencer did everything we could. He was just just he's on it man you got to respect what the guy's been doing lately for sure yeah and spencer's been pretty good i mean he had the the masters win and <clears throat> he got uh second right at four and four drive yes so yeah i mean a i think ae will split that you take the win in two or drive he gets second and um you get a third that's pretty good for ae at the end I would say, but did Fenn get the overall? Well, was it you? There is no overall. There is. They don't do that there, so it's not like yeah. what we gotta. No, no, come on, man. We gotta keep doing that. Well, if, like there, that. if if there was an overall, then Dakota would have got it because right. he got second in the other class. I got right. Third. So there we go. So we don't do. I thought. Okay. See, I'm still learning this new ten scale stuff. So bear with me. I'm a ten scale newbie. Uh, born a crime. Four wheel drives your class. I know. You, I know. Yeah. Um, I, everything I ran for Hoosier, I tested out at SDRC. Mm-hmm. And again, the track was different than what I practiced on. So home track disadvantage for sure on my part. Um, I didn't really drive all that great during qualifying. Um, I had a lot of small bobbles that kind of kept me away from having clean runs. So, yeah, I settled in the nine spot for both mains. Okay. And but you did get like you said you did come to life in a three you 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 did pull off a fifth and uh but it's still it, it you ended up finishing ninth in it but still you beat Ryan Cavallari hmm. we can we can take a positive there you beat Ryan Cavallari you beat four time world champion four time kicking champion. him while he's down <laughs> <laughs> well he was like, I see he you more was... now as working in the industry too you know what yeah. I mean does that make sense. Yeah, I you, you can still like, I think that's where I see you going more in, in the industry as well. Not, not saying that your racing doesn't matter. Yeah, of course it does. You still can do well and whatnot. But that's it. Just goes like that. Not every race is going to be a minute race. But it was for our good friend Raging Aiden. Was you was you calm this weekend? That weekend too, Raging. Like, like I said, you wasn't. You wasn't all yeah. excited in your interviews and all that good stuff. Well, to be honest with you, um, I was. I was just kind of pissed off all day on Sunday after yeah. like 
a one of two wheel. I, w- I was not in a good mood like the rest of the day. E- even after I won, I was like, I was I was kind of upset. So that that kind of explains that I'd say. Uh, I was just I was honestly annoyed with like the fact that I even had to race a three because I felt like I didn't. I felt like I shouldn't have needed to race a three. Yeah. So it was like I was kind of even after I won a two, it's like I wasn't really upset because I wasn't done and I felt like I should have been, you know. So I was like, I was kind of annoyed the rest of the day, but through qualifying, I felt, I felt pretty, pretty normal, you know, pretty energetic. Um, I just didn't get a lot of interviews cause I only TQ'd one round. So <laughs> I didn't really see much of me then, but yeah, no, I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, I'm going to be straightforward. I was in a pretty bad mood on Sunday ever since that I'd say. How about, I mean, you winning will change your mood. Would you win a better mood after winning? Not really. Like I was kind of like, I was still kind of annoyed with it all, to be honest. Like I'd say of all the races I've won, it's like, typically I'm like so pumped after I get a win, but it's like, I wasn't as pumped after that one because I don't know. And maybe it's because I also kind of like, I needed a clutch a three and I kind of blew out an a three. Like I didn't really, I didn't really do good in a three. It kind of, I, kind of got lucky that Dakota ended up blowing out as well. So it's like almost didn't even really feel like I kind of showed up when it really mattered, you know? So I don't know. Those two things combined, I was like, I was not really that excited to be honest with you. Hey, a win is a win, my good friend. (laughs) Take them when you can. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, It's great. We were able to get it done, but yeah. All right. I got to show some love to the stock guys. Uh, Mason Templeman, he takes it in uh, two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Uh, good. I also see that he's going to be running at DNC Nitro cars. Take note, Matty G. Um, then we had Doug Leverrier, who I can say his name properly. He was second. Uh, Ian Crawford, the guy of the good hair. And then we had one of the dyads. Oh, the two dyads, Levi and Chase Rayman, Raymond. They're in fourth and fifth, but this is their local track, yeah. correct? And then, uh, obviously, Mason Templeman, Levi came second, Sammy Moran. Your dad, dude, your dad came fourth overall. Yeah, from eighth. He was getting up there. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, how, but... and Chase Raymond and Doug Laveria, he'd be disappointed with that. He would want a better uh, finish than six in in four-wheel drive. What happened to him in four-wheel drive? Wait, 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 wait. wait. My dad beat Doug overall. Yeah. Your, your dad oh, beat my God. No way. <laughs> yes, I he did. That. Yeah. I did not realize that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> from, what, from what Doug had told me, he said his cars were his four-wheel wasn't very good in qualifying. He wholesaled it for his mains, and he said it was better, but he started, I think, eighth. So I think it was you know, either especially on how tight, like how tight the racing was, it was probably a little mm-hmm. hard to get up there. Yeah, small track, small track. But and then uh, your dad actually won. What they had forty plus two, so did he win that? No, he got third in that. Who beat him? BT. Beat? Oh, he let BT beat him. Call. Either he's losing it or another FaceTime call. Did okay. he go? Just popular man today. Oh, well, we're almost done. We're almost God. done. This guy's got phone calls coming in. Tell hey, them Denali Nate. A- that was Denali Nate. 
Oh, is he going to DNC? <laughs> no, no, I want him to so bad, but he he said, "Yeah, yeah, you can have fun out there. Uh, bring your snowmobile suit." <laughs> it is going to be cold. It is going to yeah, be cold. Yeah, it's always freezing out there. When is the next INS race, and where is it? Adrenaline, right? Okay. I, I think. I think <laughs> it's at Adrenaline. like JQ. I don't know. I just know I won. Are you ready for DNC, uh, uh, Aiden? I mean, not even really close, honestly. Um, I So I'm not coming home between DNC and Desert Classic. I'm just going from DNC to Desert so I actually stayed a day late from the INS and rebuilt my 10 scale stuff. And uh-huh. I left, I left my entire 10 scale program at Brent's house. Like my cars are ready for desert and they're just sitting in California. So that makes it easy to kind of show up and have it be there. But um, uh-huh. I honestly have gotten home and um, I rebuilt my e-buggy and I just have been looking at my, my nitro cars, like, you know, gonna have to get to these things eventually. <laughs> it's not far away. I mean, we're recording this. It's Monday. Yeah, I know. I, I'll get them done. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> Who's gonna be a mechanic out there? Me. Uh, uh, my, you mean pit guy? Uh, yeah. Probably Brent. I, if I okay. had to guess, I mean, really, whoever is available in that moment mm-hmm. most of the time. But um, I think Brent is going to be my, my pit guy the majority of the time. Last year he had a broken foot and and I broke my truck in warm-up laps of the yeah. B-Main. He, he's like, we're warming a thing up. He's like, you know, I, I got a good feeling about this one. I'm like, let's go, baby. Let's go. And then he sets the truck down. I do one jump. I land on power and it snapped a rear outdrive. And I was like, Brent, don't ever tell me you have a good feeling about a race again. <laughs> and I was like, Brent, it's broke. It's broke. Go get it. And he had a broken foot. So he's like limping across the track to go get my truck to try to fix it. You almost bugged too. Like you, you started the, the lap down and we're, I think, third or something. Dude, the truck was so dialed. I mean, I beat so I BQ'd. I was supposed to start first and they didn't get the truck fixed in time. Yeah. So I started, I started like three quarters of a lap behind everybody. It's yeah. almost bump. Like it was pretty dialed to watch. I know. I wish I would have because the truck was so good. And then Heckert was, um, he was the guy that got the bump. And I mean, I, I had just as much pace as him in the B. Yeah. And he ended up getting like fourth in the A. Um, yeah, I'm, like not saying, were... I'm not. I'm not saying I would have gotten fourth in the A. I'm just saying I. I mean, watching him is like I would have at least had a chance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you had the fastest truck on the track. Like your your shit was pretty it, good. It was and, it was so good. But it, was, yeah. it was unfortunate for sure to kind of. I feel like that was maybe a wasted opportunity. But I mean, a broken out drive is not really something that you can plan for or avoid. Really, something that just happened. Is on do you, well. I I heard is not, but is Ongaro coming to DNC, or do you don't know? Mm-hmm. Did so, he just he froze. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, Born a crime. Uh, Desert Classic, and then I'll be at DNC walking around. Yes, you and, need uh, to come now. See your mentor. Yep. Even though he might not speak to you because you know you're dead to him. I did it one time. I I had. I was 
contracted to do it one time, and you know. He just so Angaro's not coming. That I I heard that question when it was like <laughs> he's back. Bugged out, but just yeah, just he's back. It. He's not it's coming. just a black screen though. Is it? Yeah, that is. I can see myself on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna bump you out, close it down, and come back. You'll be there. What a joke! Hey, you keep getting called. You got to put your phone on. Do not You're disturb. Popular today. I guess. You're the guy. Everybody wants Aiden Horn t-shirts. I don't have t-shirts. We'll just finish it like this. Then we'll just finish it like this. Black screen. A H R C C E O. Um. So no Angaro. Maddie G is gonna come up, and he says he's. Gonna pit JQ. <laughs> I told Baby Vada I would put him in e buggy. I, I told him I'd lean it out, and you know I'd mess with his motor timing and all that stuff. But we'll see if you know. But he run, he's running nitro too, right? Yeah, he's running both. But he's oh, and then Joey's got all the new rules. Everybody's all upset about that. Oh, that's gonna yeah, be so much that. fun! I can't wait. Well, I unless can't Greg wait the most, right? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely the Greg Degani rule and a JQ yeah. rule because JQ wasn't her bragging about I'm going to run intermediate. Not now. Aiden's oh, going. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. All right, so that's the classic. Do you are we going to see Europeans come over? Is yeah, this a warm-up or is it just like a yeah, it's desert classic. So what yeah. is it like so, a so pre warm-up? Desert classic, and then there is a uh one-up buggy challenge in uh I believe may or something like that that they're doing the world that'll be the world's like warm-up are we back yeah yeah we're back let's let's talk let's let's shift gears to worlds real quick aiden uh it's what september it's coming up first week of september i think we're talking about hobby action yeah who are we looking at from europe that that concerns you as long as we're not talking about the spain worlds (laughs) that was fun Nope. P sixty five is actually not fun. <laughs> it, it sucked. It was hot too. Very hot. That part of it, it was very hot in Spain, and we had the wafting of the chemical plants. But I enjoyed Spain a lot and the race. Maybe not your position is what you enjoyed, but I think you enjoyed being at the worlds. Uh, the the talent there was was nice. Right. Well, we're talking about the ten scale worlds that's coming up. Uh, at Hobby Action, anybody from Europe you think you're gonna have to worry about? I mean, there are some, there are some fast dirt races coming, but anybody in particular that worries you? I mean, there's a handful of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's say some names. <laughs> I mean, Angaro is a beast. Um, right, he's proven proven multiple times that he can just pick up a radio with anything. And I mean, he just killed wins. all those guys in Montpellier this past weekend, dude. That drive killed him, dude. Dude, I mean, I'm not trying to ride him right now, but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta him. admit, you gotta admit, he freaking laid the hammer hey, on mate, those guys. I knew he was. I knew he won that race before he even finished his first lap. When he yeah. came off that polished, like, uh, did you see the race at all, Maddie? Yeah. So that polished concrete before that weird double jump, and he yeah. went, and then I was like, one. To and then I saw a glimpse of boots. I was like, he's won this. Like he's just pulling. He pulled away from them guys, and it wasn't even half of that. It was that like was some of the most incredible practice. driving I've seen. 
I I like that track for that because it gives a lot of that slide in and a lot of that drifting. And that's, that is where that guy excels. Like yeah. at the worlds that, you know, that double that went downhill after the straightaway, after you came out the straightaway, Aiden, mm-hmm. and you jumped downhill. And if you missed it, you would just go right down to the bottom. Like, cause you, you know, it was just carrying so much momentum. Dude, he was able to just jump, land, and as soon as he land, his car was like in a controlled drift around that thing. Yeah. So amazing. So amazing. That was that uh, he he really kicked those guys' asses. Um Rana Falk too, I would say. How about some of these young guys, man? Like Karup, he was really fast at EOS. I want to see how he's gonna do on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean Karup, um, the Tommy Hall is mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Um Yona, if he can make it, he'll be good. I don't know if he's going to come though. He's he's in the military right now. I don't yeah. know what what the plan is with that. Um, yeah, Ronald Falk obviously, uh, Bruno obviously is dialed all the time. Um, yeah, but this is a whole complete different different surface for a lot of these guys. Like with Tommy that, Hall with, and then guys, they with, haven't really raced on this type of surface. They will by this yeah, time. Yeah, but. I mean the talent level that those guys have. Yeah, I'm not sure it'll really matter much. It'll Dude, be Karab like, is really good. It'll all be yeah, open the tire stuff too. What is the yeah. what is the tire going to be? Does anybody has anybody heard what the what the any rumors floating around? The, the rumor is it's going to be a clay, aka slick. Yeah, I heard it was super soft long wear. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I heard it's AKA slicks. Yeah. Will they allow sourcing? I don't know. No. How are they going to police that? <laughs> I've never been to a world, so I don't know how they really do all that stuff. But from what I've been told, it's no sauce. Yeah, because they don't allow it at worlds. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, to see. I think if enough people kind of push Ifmar to allow it. They might, but I think they should control it and just do it like that instead yeah, of trying it, to stop people from doing it. I know there's people trying to find like loopholes with tire cleaner. You can only clean mm. the beat of a tire, so it's just kind of like. Oh, we're gonna have none of that sanding on tire stuff. No, right? we'll be slicks. nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, Aiden, get your mind right for DNC. You know, get ready. You know, let's get right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm I've been eating my carrots. There you um, go. Getting in a getting in a good mindset. Keep staying sharp. No, nah, I don't know. You, I have no idea what to expect at, at DNC. I just I just want to go there and not look stupid, to be honest. All right. Well before we <laughs> before you'll be all right. Before you end this, I wanted to talk to you real quick. Both of you are both young. Uh Maddie G, you're hitting. You're doing a lot of ten scale stuff and you see yeah. get into a lot of ten scale stuff this year. Uh, Aiden, you are hitting it uh, like you're burning the candle at both ends. You're doing eight, you're doing eight scale, doing a lot of ten scale. You've been doing it for like a year, almost two years now. Has has is the RC dream still like what you thought it was? And are you still enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely turning into like a grind. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I mean, when you do something so much, it it obviously becomes work, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you can only find so much, like you can only be so excited about it for so long. 
Yeah. But yeah, no, every single race I go to, I still get excited before all the races. I, I still, I still get, I still look forward to events and, you know, the, I don't mind traveling. The travel days are, are fun as long as, you know, it's not a disaster. Um, yeah, I like practicing still. I, I'm, I'm still motivated to go to the track a bunch and wrench on my stuff. It's a little struggling to find motivation to rebuild these eight scale cars for DNC right now, but yeah, that, used to it. that aside, but yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah, it's all part of it. Um, it's definitely a grind, but it's so much fun. And honestly, um, Pops, you know, Big Al, he's a construction guy, and I'm my whole life, it's like, I've kind of come to work in, with him here and there and I'd work summers with him in high school, like building decks and stuff. And, um, that experience and like working construction, I worked in the construction shop, uh, my whole like summer after high school, those experiences are what make me really appreciate the, the racing career yeah. for sure. Like, I, I mean, just two days ago, I, my dad needed help on the job site and I went and helped him, you know, like set some posts and take some holes. And even that was like, whew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, man, I'm grateful for my uh, RC stuff. You know, so it is, like, it, it, it's crazy. You know, it's such a small community, um, but it's, a, you know, it, it's, it's a way, it, there are ways to make a living of it. Obviously you're doing it as a racer. You're still a racer, Maddie, but more, like you, you know, like I said, I see you more working in the industry yeah, and stuff as well. Sure. But um, yeah, it's it's wild, and I just wanted to ask because you've been hitting it hard, and I know, like I hit it hard last year too. When I got off my trip from South America, I was like, I don't want to see an airplane for like ever. But now, I cannot wait to get out of her and get to DNC. I'm like, oh, that, that, that. I'm kicking myself for not going out the, er the weekend earlier. But it should be good. I get to see this guy. Aiden, I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to come over and cheer you up because I think you can do it. Let's make the A-Man <laughs> this weekend. This, this, this DNC. Dude, I almost had it in Truggy last year. I was half a lap away in Q3 from qualifying into the truck main. I, dude, the tone sounded and all I had to do was finish my lap and I would have made the main. And I was squaring up that big rhythm section in the center and my left rear wheel just barely caught the hole on the face of the jump. And it just shot hard left on the face of the jump. And I went flying into a hay bale. And I was like <laughs> so pissed. And I ended up BQing. I missed it by like nothing, bro. And I was like, dude, I would have made the main. And I was like so bad. I was so close. But we'll get it this year. We, we got when do it. you get there? When do you come into California? Uh, I fly in Monday. Okay, but I'm going to. I'm going to practice a day on Tuesday and then wrench a little bit while the seating schedule is going Wednesday and kind of get refreshed. And we got, we got a schedule. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Congratulations on the two wheel drive win. Uh, was good for you. you. Should boost your confidence going into uh, the desert classic or what boost your confidence going into DNC, but definitely going to the desert classic. Maddie G, thank you for your time. Yep. I guess we'll have you on after the Desert Classic. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a big event. We have some good coverage. The INS was good. I enjoyed the coverage by Matt uh, Matt Olson. Always does a good job. Mod. And uh, I'm looking forward, man. I'm geeking out on 10 scale, and I'm looking forward to following. EOS was awesome. I would talk about it with you guys. But Max and I and Will Venomous geeked out on, on that for an hour and a half. 
in the last podcast. But this is our uh, J Concepts. It's the winter inter, inter indoor series, right? It's called or so that was it called? the winter round. So right. Okay. So we'll be looking forward to because they have a series on dirt and then they have a series on carpet, correct? Yeah. And you'll be doing all of them. Uh, I don't. I'm not doing the carpet series. I'm doing mm-hmm. the dirt series. Okay. Sweet, Aiden. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Yep. I'll be there. And um, thank you for your time and uh, good luck to you next week as well, Aiden. Alrighty. Oh, oh, and uh, did you want to promote uh, AHRC real quick? Yeah, I mean it's not really much going on, but uh <laughs> RC, let's go, boys. That's that's about all we're gonna get. He's, I, it's you gotta, you know what? I think you know we gotta pump you back up. We gotta get back to you grabbing the mic from up. people and all yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, we'll 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 get fired up. I think you only like doing that when I'm around because you, you know. No, I, I've I've taken Olsen's mic plenty of times. <laughs> 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 yeah i get hey. in there all right well thank you for your time get ready for dnc maddie g i'll see you next week yep. and you too we'll see ya thanks for having us bye-bye i love you oh shit oh <laughs> have you got special <laughs> dnc underwear uh just same same lucky ones man you know i hope you have multiple of the no. lucky ones no just, just it's just one. just one well, realistically, I only wear that pair of underwear maybe 13, 14 times a year. Okay. So, depending, I, it only gets worn ever on main event day for like national scale events. So, I mean, realistically, it, it, it's pretty, it, that, that set of underwear is two years old now. And it's, it's probably got less than, less than 30 runs, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> 30 run wear. 30 yeah, run wear. They're still breaking in, in my eyes. They're still breaking in. You're, you're like the Novorossi of uh, underwear there. Takes about like two gallons for to break a Novorossi engine in back in the day. Uh-huh. All right. No more talk about underwear. All right. I'll talk to you later on. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> one. So that concludes our podcast for today. Thank you to uh, Maddie G and Raging Aiden Horn for their time. It was great watching these guys race. And congratulations to Aiden on his victory in two-wheel drive. Uh, good to see him get that. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed these 10-scale uh, podcasts. Please forgive me as I'm still learning the new 10-scale lingua and all that lingua and all that stuff and learning everything. I know I sound like a, a fresh squid newbie, but I am geeking out on 10-scale. Uh with that said, I think we're going to end this podcast. I want to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you for all the support, guys. We can't do it without you. If you can, please keep hitting that subs- uh, that subscribe button, that notification button. Hit that like or dislike button. Also, leave a comment. Sure, if you can. It greatly helps. You need to grow this YouTube, the NNRC YouTube. If you're listening to us on the audio platform, uh, leave a comment. Leave a review. If you want to check out YouTube, check it out as well. Uh, thank you to all of the uh, patrons of the NNRC. Uh, you guys get early perks, like early release of this podcast. You'll get to um, also uh, be a part of patron-only giveaways. So if you wish to be a patron member or an NNRC uh, YouTube member, the links for this are in the written description of this podcast. Also, thank you to these awesome companies for their continued support. We can't do without them as well. And showing them some love, shows the podcast some love. We have affiliate links, coupon codes where you can save some money. For most of these, some of them we don't. 
But if you do just say, hey, I heard about you on the NNRC, they are InvisibleSpeed.net, Hitech RC, Mayako, Sun Padal USA, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Beach RC, RC uh, Clinic RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, Call RC, RCGP, House of RC, Roundabout Racing, JTP RC. Shout out to my good friend, Robert Battier, 36 Mood, and our good friend, the Dr. Alexander Hagberg, out there racing 10 scale. With that said, Nitro's the glory, E-Buggy pays the bills, and if you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Lefty is out. Bro.